When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To me, tight, tie me up again. Who's got the claws in you, my friend? Into your heart, heart beat again. Sweet like under Dave Matthews. There's a line in this song he goes, Hike up your skirt a little more and show the world to me. Oh my god. I saw these guys perform at um Oh, good. You're such a juvenile. That's the song I know. That's the one part of the song. I just, I just play that part like a million times. I saw them perform at Bethel Woods. They were great. The show's been great today. Norm Coleman, Peter King, Lee Zeldin, Lydia. Uh, who else was on today? Uh, we had, oh, Laura Curran was terrific today. My friend Abraham Hamra, of course, is a big-time attorney. He's my wife's partner, actually. But he is part of a group called Uprooted, which is an organization that uh, really defends the Jewish people. And with all these stories going on right now, he is a perfect guest to bring on for a couple of minutes this morning. Amy, good morning. How are you, pal? Good morning, Sid. How are you? How you doing? I'm doing great. Tell me this organization, Uprooted, that you're now a, a part of and, quite frankly, should be the face of. What exactly do you guys do on a daily basis for Jewish people, not just here in New York, but, quite frankly, around the world? Sure. Thank you for asking, Sid. So Uprooted is a uh, organization that started in response to the current trend of anti-Semitism in which Jews are classified and identified as white privileged colonizers with no history in the Middle East. You see, Uprooted is an organization that's made up of Jewish refugees from Arab countries in Iran. And this month, actually, is Mizrahi Heritage Month, right, in which we want to share our stories and bring light to our catastrophes, to our experiences, and to really give a balanced narrative to what's going on with the pro-Palestinian side that's coming out and continuing to frame Jews as this white privileged colonizers and almost justify their attacks or their supporters' attacks on the Jewish people as punching up. We want to shatter that myth. I love that. Now, you, Abraham, your story, you're an immigrant. You came here from someplace else, Jewish person, obviously, now very successful, beautiful wife, Rachel, beautiful children, living a wonderful life. But it wasn't easy for you either when you got here. So this really hits home for you. Yes. Tell your story just a little bit. Right. A hundred percent. And that's another part of our organization, right? We want to show that no matter what oppression, no matter what hardships you faced in the past, yesterday does not have to control tomorrow. And so a really important key attribute in my community, the Syrian Jewish community in Brooklyn, and really with the majority of the uh, refugees of Arab countries, is resiliency. My father and my family left Syria in 1994. You see, Jews weren't allowed out of Syria before 1990s, before the 1990s. 
Um, the U.S. negotiated a treaty that finally freed us. My father had three children and a pregnant wife at the time they came to this country. He worked. He provided us shelter, food, and a good life. And I remember when I went to college, he could have told me all the negatives, how I was a victim, how we were oppressed, but he didn't. What he told me was, you speak English. There is no reason why you can't achieve right. anything and everything you want right. in this country. And that's the frame of mind that I had going in. And when I was rejected for jobs, it did not stop me. I didn't think, okay, why was I rejected? I just kept pushing forward and kept showing this strength of resilience, a strength that's really inherited in, in our DNA as Jews. Um, and thank God, you know, it's worked out. I don't see myself as a victim, but now it's important that we do share our stories of how we were victimized so that yesterday doesn't spill it over into today's freedoms. Oh, what a great rant right there. That was terrific. Abraham Hamra uprooted as the organization, and uh, Abe's story is a great one. Now, lately, there seems to be more and more celebrity types. Uh, both of these guys are African-American. I just have to point that out because that's what Democrats do. But that's not, it's not like they're the only ones. The white people do the same thing. But Kanye West and now Kyrie Irving on the Brooklyn Nets, the latest two to come out and attack the Jews. Uh, this must be something. This is right up your alley, Abraham, something that you guys must be talking about and uprooted almost every day. What are your thoughts on the latest two celebrities to attack the Jewish community? Right. Yes, thank you for asking that. And, yeah, and I heard you were asking about Kyrie Irving before and what the Nets' reactions or the NBA's reaction to, Ky, uh, to Kyrie Irving's anti-Semitic comments were. Now, everybody's asking, why isn't the NBA or the Nets taking any action? My, our question's a little different. Why don't they feel like they have to take action from a business standpoint, right? That is more telling than the NBA. If, if we were to assume the NBA is a moral or a value-based organization, then they would have taken action immediately. But they didn't, which shows us that they react to how they perceive their general fan base and audience would take this individual's comments. Them not taking action is more alarming to me on the fact that they don't feel the need or the capital pressure to take action. Um, obviously, his statements and, and uh, Ye's statements are extremely anti-Semitic and extremely divis divisive. Now, the Jews have stood historically with African-Americans against racism and for civil rights. And guess what? We will continue to stand with African-Americans against racism and for civil rights, right. because that's the moral thing to do. And a few individuals that happen to be African-American are not going to stop us because we know that together we could be unstoppable. And so one part of our organization is really outreach to our local communities and show them and help them understand the trait of resiliency that has, that's helped get us so far in this world. A.B., this may be a very difficult question to answer, but I'm going to pose it anyway. Dove Hyken comes on and talks about this and others. Why has there been such an uptick in anti-Semitic attacks, whether it's Brooklyn, New York, the country? You just heard my cousin talk about, you know, French people in Israel because you can't be Jewish in France. What is going on, you think, lately that is causing such an uptick in these attacks? I think there's been a shift in the general idea of justice in this country between equality and equity. And I think the more that it's shifting towards equity and the more the pro-Palestinians kind of push themselves or place themselves as the equitable choice. And with the absence of our voice, the Jewish refugees of Arab countries in Iran, they're convincing good-hearted people, they're convincing the world that they're such victims that no matter what they act, no matter how they act towards the Jewish community, this Jewish community is white, 
and non-marginalized like they are. So any attacks against them in the name of anti-Israel is really a punching up. It's really an act for equity. And so you're seeing that as more, as more and more people embrace equity as a fundamental value for justice, you're seeing almost, cor- whether it's correlating or coincidental, a true increase in spike in anti-Semitism. In the when end, when yeah, our yeah. voices are missing. Right. Yes, when our voices are missing. So right. that's why our stories today, it's essential that we tell them. Um, and I wanted to just mention one thing real quick. Um, so there's a resolution. I, I know I spoke to you about this before, and I'm hoping there's some Congress people listening to the show right now. Rashida Tlaib filed a resolution which continues this white privilege colonizing theme against the Jewish people. Um, the resolution is 11, House Resolution 1123, which tries to recognize the Nakba and the Palestinian refugee rights. The problem is the the resolution is misleading. There's a lot of half-truths and false statements within it. But there's another issue. There's already a resolution that has passed the House with bipartisan support in 2008, H.R. 185, which states it would be un- inappropriate and unjust for the U.S. to discuss pro-Palestinian rights without discussing at the same time the rights of the Jewish refugees of Arab countries. They, do, they did that because they saw that the, pre- the international media was so focused on the Palestinian story that we were almost a threat of being ethnically cleansed from the memories of the Middle East. Wow. So what we are asking is that Congress stand up, use H.R. 185, and demand not that Rashida Tlaib withdraw her resolution, but rather amend it, correct the misstatements, and make it just. Add all the catastrophes like the Farhud and the Harayat that happened to the Jewish people in Arab countries and Iran. Wow, that is a um, a good piece of work right there. Do you, I mean, do you think they can convince her to do it? you think that's a real possibility? If she's honest, right, she's saying she doesn't hate the Jewish people. She's just advocating for her people. Yeah. We're not opposed to that. Yeah. So why yeah. not advocate for our mm. people as well, the Jewish people mm. that suffered in Arab countries? <laughs> good luck. <Right>. What? Uh, <laughs> for, for, yeah, good luck with that. For people who want to learn more about Uprooted, and this was a great appearance, Abraham, really a terrific job. Where can they learn more? Where, where can they find more information? Give me the whole spiel. So I, I'm asking everybody to go to Uprooted underscore justice. And follow our Instagram page. There's going to be a lot of information that's coming out on that page. A petition to sign against this Rashida Tlaib uh, resolution is going to be found in the bio of our page later this week. So it is very important that everybody listening to the show right now, please type in uprooted underscore justice and follow our Instagram page. You will be enriched and help us in this fight against anti-Semitism. That's an excellent job, Abraham. Thank you for coming on today. Once again, uprooted, underscore justice. Go there right now and uh, help Abraham, me, and all of us in this fight against anti-Semitism, which is uh, really worldly at this point. Help Abraham out. Terrific job, buddy. Thank you so much. We'll do it again very soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. Uh, You got it, pal. You got it. You're the best. Abraham Hamra right there. Once again, uprooted underscore justice.